Hello and welcome to the CGF podcast. My name is Louise Chester. I work in the communications team at the Consumer Goods Forum and this is the latest episode in our second season of the podcast where we delve behind the scenes of our work and we share our thoughts on the challenges facing our industry, the planet and its people. The Consumer Goods Forum is a CEO-led organization that helps the world's retailers and consumer goods manufacturers to collaborate alongside other key stakeholders to secure consumer trust and drive positive change. Today, I'm very happy to be joined by Christina Nias-Dillon, Senior Technical Specialist at the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition, otherwise known as GAIN as well as our very own Sharon Bly, Director of Health and Wellness at the CGF. I'll be finding out more about a project we've been working on together for some time now, the Workforce Nutrition Alliance, and I'm looking forward to getting their insights on how we can better protect the health of our industry's employees. So hello, Christina. Hello, Sharon. Thank you both so much for joining me today. How are you both doing? Great. Thanks. Lovely to be here. Great. So let's, let's start with the basics. I'd like to start with you, Christina, and hear a bit more about GAIN's mission. What, what are your current projects? What are you trying to achieve? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. So GAIN is the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition, and we are a, um, we were begun by the UN and our mission is to Uh, reduce the burden of malnutrition around the world by improving uh, the consumption of safe and nutritious foods for all people. Um, And we focus on the most vulnerable. We have a number of different projects um, all related to nutrition and really centered around healthy diets and trying to improve diets. Um, Our work generally tends to focus in, in low and middle income countries and we have nine country offices in Asia and Africa. Um, but the burden of, of malnutrition is really, it's, it's global. Um, we have programs that um, around fortification of foods. We work in urban governance around nutrition, child diets, um, adolescent nutrition, a number of different programs. And I work specifically in workforce nutrition. So the same aim, but really focused on, on workers worldwide. Um, trying to look really at um, upstream and supply chains at the most vulnerable um, workers, generally in the low paid positions where nutrition vulnerabilities are, are more extreme. Okay, super. Very noble mission indeed. So, Christina, you, you at GAIN have been partnering with the CGF for quite some time now. When did the partnership begin and why did you decide to work alongside us on these issues? Um, yeah, I think uh, the partnership with CGF is before my time, but there's a kind of a natural link and alliance, I think, in terms of gain really would like, um, we understand that, that solving the problems of malnutrition in the world um, involves really interfacing with the food industry um, and really trying to solve these problems together. I think that kind of goes back to the history and the, the common link with, with business associations like CGF. Um, we um, are, I think we actively engage with CGF initially with our involvement, co-convening the Scaling Up Nutrition Business Network. Um, and then our team with Workforce Nutrition 
um, we found that there were a lot of great um, synergies in working with CGF um, because through all of the members in CGF, there's suddenly incredible access to workers. Um, I believe the numbers in Sharon, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, through CGF members, there's, you know, 10 million direct and more interesting for us, it's gained 90 million indirect workers in supply chains um, that can be reached through messages potentially through network members. So that's um, um, really exciting for us at GAIN. Um, we bring in a lot of the technical know-how around nutrition. We have a lot of programs working in, um, with garment factory workers, um, with uh, tea pluckers around the world. And so we really kind of know how to reach these um, more vulnerable um, uh, workers all the way upstream in the supply chain. Um, but it's really kind of scaling up and getting that reach uh, which is exciting, really exciting through partnering with, with CGF and, and that they feel the same um, imperative or the same urgency for this mission is really exciting. Fantastic. So Sharon, turning it over to you. So from the CGF perspective, why, why is this important for us to maintain uh, this partnership with GAIN? Uh, thanks, Louise, and I, I think the, the same thing, uh, the, the noble mission um, of the Global Alliance for Improved Nutrition really um, matched what we um, would like to, really like to achieve as a, a truly global um, network of, um, of business leaders around the world, retailers and manufacturers, and we felt um, with this alliance and, and um, formalizing an alliance with, uh, with GAIN, uh, we could really get behind that mission, and we have a, an overall objective in our Healthier Lives Coalition to empower healthier people uh, around the globe. And I think this alliance uh, absolutely um, feeds into the, the mission of what we're trying to do with, um, with our coalition. So we were very excited to partner with, um, with GAIN for many of the reasons that Christina uh, mentioned, the expertise um, of, um, of GAIN. Um, I think uh, working together with the, the business networks, I think we can really truly drive uh, um, to, towards implementation. Um, we've had many programs in place um, more so directed at the 10 million people working directly for the CGF. And I think the expertise of GAIN to reach those 90 million people that uh, indirect um, employees that Christina mentioned, I think that's something that um, this alliance would really open up um, a huge new potential to drive forward uh, the, the programs that we're looking at in the, in the alliance. So I think exciting times ahead um, and the strength of the partnership and bringing others on board will really help us to, to reach um, millions of people around the world. Super, so let, let's delve into this Workforce Nutrition Alliance then. Christina, maybe you could tell me a bit more about it and specifically, what do you hope to achieve? Yeah, so um, GAIN and CGF are really uh, committed to um, bringing together partners who are interested in working in this space. Um, this began with a workshop we co facilitated and led last year in 2019 together, bringing around 40 partners to the table, already working in the space or with the intention to. Um, and there was really a lot of interest and momentum and bringing people together, organizing ourselves, um, sharing um, and learning from one another. So we decided to facilitate this alliance um, and, and lead it. I think, um, 
uh, we, you know, we're still kind of in the initial stages of, of creating it and bringing partners in to help us co-create it together. But generally speaking, um, our broad aim is to um, encourage and support employers to adopt um, or to expand if they already have them workforce nutrition programs. Um, and we would like our, our immediate kind of target is by 2025 for these programs to not just reach, but have impact on around 3 million employees, whether or not that, whether they're direct, but also um, workers in the supply chains as well. So um, the Alliance is also, which I think is a really great opportunity is, is very much linked to the Nutrition for Growth Summit. So this is an opportunity kind of in the global stage for governments, um, civil society partners, academia, um, and businesses to really make efforts and commitments towards improving nutrition globally. And um, because we are linked in with that, also uh, the Alliance aims to support um, outside of even the reach of CGF and gain any employer, business or non-business, to really work towards improving the nutrition of their workers. Um, so we're really kind of excited about linking in through that um, Nutrition for Growth platform uh, as well. And just um, to, I think that the, the Alliance is, if we do our work uh, appropriately and correctly, we really want to make it easy for employers to adopt these programs, for them to assess where they stand, to um, think about what they can do, what's realistic and feasible in their work context, and then to support them at the level that they need to implement those programs, to improve upon the programs, to monitor the programs, um, and, if they, and if they want to, to also report and share their learning on those programs, and then really um, be able to uh, have impact on all of those workers on nutrition outcomes, whether they're around anemia, overweight, general things around the health that is impacted through diet. Um, and in many cases, there's certainly a lot of evidence that those types of impacts on workers and their health through nutrition can also have benefits to businesses in terms of things like absenteeism, productivity, uh, worker morale. So we really think this is an important win-win. We want um, the Alliance to help advocate and spread the word um, and really make this as easy as possible for employers to adopt and implement. Great. Yes, you just uh, stole the phrase that I was I was thinking of. It's ap it absolutely sounds like a win-win for both uh, employer employers and employees and uh, it's very, very interesting and important work because we obviously do spend so many hours of our lives at the office. So <laughs> that can't be ignored and investing in our, in our health and wellness while we're at work is going to make up a sort of a third of our lives, I imagine. So have there been any barriers to, to reaching your ambition that you've encountered along the way, Christina? Sure. Well, perhaps the most immediate and um, barrier right now is, of course, um, the the coronavirus pandemic has um, stopped a lot of efforts. Um, currently, I think a lot of the programs the gain is working in are, are kind of a little bit on um, pause until employers can um, uh, 
create new ways of working in the workplace without um, increasing infection and, and additional vulnerabilities for workers. But it also, I think, in, a, in many ways is an opportunity. I think uh, when we all come out of this crisis um, and as we emerge from it, I think employers more and more will understand and do understand and appreciate the importance of the health of their workers. Um, and good diets, healthy diets are really important for people to fight infections and to stay healthy. And we know that so much of the underlying risks um, for severe COVID-19 infection are around um, diet-related issues. So people who, have, who suffer from diabetes, um, uh, heart disease, uh, hypertension are all at greater risk for having um, overweight and obesity is emerging um, extremely so in a lot of contexts. As, a, as an underlying uh, risk factor. So all of these things hopefully will also um, make employers more aware of how underlying health issues that are diet related are important for um, their workers to stay healthy, to come to work and be productive when they're at work as well. So that's obviously the most immediate barrier, but again, a potentially an opportunity for us in terms of um, uh, advocating this work. But I think in general, um, I think there's not a lot of awareness around the importance of nutrition. Uh, it's not always a priority in some business sectors where there are other emerging issues, um, uh, whether it be wages and other labor rights issues that are, that are more challenging perhaps. Um, we also think that there's a perception among a lot of employers that um, implementing nutrition programs is complicated it's too technical, maybe it'll cost a lot of money. Um, and those are the types of things that we'd hope to dispel and support through the Alliance so it, we can reduce some of those barriers and misconceptions to employers. Not that this, not that nutrition programs are necessarily cost-free or easy to implement, but we want to make it easier and also um, show the win-win to businesses so that they want to invest in this even after the support is gone. Okay. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. So my next question is probably for both of you. Um, you mentioned um, what you are asking of employers that, you're, that you work with and maybe amongst CGF members. So what concretely are, are you expecting them to do um, as part of their, their work under this alliance? So we have um, identified four different types of programs that employers can implement that all have um, evidence behind them to show positive um, impact on nutrition. And so those are the four areas that we're, we will promote th through this alliance and provide support around. Um, and in order of greatest impact, um, the first one is around improving um, the access to healthy food at work during working hours. So a lot of workers, um, especially in kind of more factory-based settings, um, might not have a lot of time to go out and search for healthy food if there is even healthy food available to them. Um, so GAIN specifically, let's say as an example, we work with um, some garment factories in Bangladesh who provide midday meals and we work with them on ensuring that those midday meals are as healthy as possible with very little cost implications to um, the canteens and the, the factory um, factories themselves. 
So this is the first area and it, and it can be a broad range of things from making sure your vending machines have um, uh, safe and nutritious food options or if your cafeterias have some calorie labeling and some healthy food options um, to things like midday meals or even just healthy snacks that are provided to workers. So that's, that's um, a program area that has the most direct and obvious impact on uh, workers' nutrition. The second one is around making a, a, a work environment breastfeeding friendly. So this is for mothers who are returning to work after hopefully six months of paid leave so that they can exclusively breastfeed. When they come back to work, um, ensuring that they have the support to pump so that they continue to um, feed their child up to two years of age, which is the World Health Organization recommendation. Um, so that includes having a lactation room where they can pump and a refrigerator where they can store um, breast milk. This is important and has really incredible um, uh, benefits to the mother and to the child. And also there is a, a lot of evidence around the, the return on investment for employers of three to one. So every dollar invested in, in um, breastfeeding support programs at work comes back threefold. And this is because women who are able to breastfeed are healthier, but their children are also healthier. And so they're not taking as many sick days. So this is really something we also want to promote as much as possible. Um, the third area is around nutrition education. This is um, in some, uh, depending on the setting, <clears throat> really kind of just making workers more aware of the importance of healthy diets and nutrition in general. Um, and tailoring that messaging really specifically to the workers in their context and their nutrition vulnerabilities. And then the fourth area that employers can do um, is providing health checks to workers in the work context. Um, and then what's really important is the counseling after that. So um, in a lot of work contexts, people are working nine to five or more hours than that. It's not always easy to get to um, health facilities to do regular checkups. Um, these checkups would ideally come into the work environment in a very kind of confidential way where people don't feel like they're being, um, uh, that information is really confidential between the patient and, and the worker the, and their healthcare uh, provider. And they're doing things like checking for weight, cholesterol, blood sugar. Um, and then the worker is able to understand kind of where, uh, what their risk factors are and what their risks are uh, for their health that are diet related. And then they have access to some either one-on-one -on -one or group um, counseling around uh, healthy diets and actions that they can take. So those are the four areas. Um, some are easier that, to implement than others, obviously. Um, there's a lot of things we've learned about, about making these things fairly um, uh, low cost. Um, but really having the potential for great benefit. Thanks, Christina. Just to build on um, what Christina said in terms of um, the current health crisis that we're, um, we're all living through, I think um, the importance and the resilience of the workforce um, across the world and keeping food supply chains open and moving um, has, has really, um, it's, we've seen how critical it is. And I think um, this industry, well, the industry that um, CGF represents, um, is front and central to keeping that food supply cha chain open. Um, so keeping, keeping our workforce um, 
healthy um, has um, is just so important, and I think uh, this current crisis is has brought that even more to to light. Um, and what we hope to do um, from a CGF perspective is to bring uh, the 400 members of the um, of the forum on a journey. And what's really great about this um, alliance and its ambition is that it's cross-cutting. It doesn't matter if you're a retailer, a food manufacturer, a personal care, a beverage company, um, a partner, an academic, uh, whatever you are, you're employing uh, a people. And the journey we want to bring you on is firstly to help you uh, self-assess your current situation. Uh, we want to work with you then to look at uh, the targets that you either already have in place or to set um, smart targets. Um, to help uh, develop the plans to meet those targets and assess the implementation support that you might need as a, a company across the, the four objectives that Christina um, outlined. We're working on um, you know, how we will monitor and, and report on the impact, the, as Christina mentioned as well, the importance of impacting, not only reaching, but really impacting three million people. And then how can we see how um, companies who are um, front-running and champion championing this um, within their, their, um, their direct employees and across their supply chain, um, get the reward and recognition that they, um, that they deserve. So it really is a, a cross-cutting journey for all of the members of um, the Consumer Goods Forum and, uh, and beyond. Oh, thank you for sharing those. Uh, it's, it's good to hear concrete examples because it, it really brings it to life for me too. So my, my final question to both of you is, is one that I always ask. I always finish the podcast on this. So I'm, I'm a little bit set in my ways, but I think it's a nice one. And that, the, the question is, what keeps you both inspired and motivated to keep doing this work? Well, um, for me, I'm a, I'm a nutritionist and I, um, you know, I believe so much in, in that the foundation of health for people is around healthy eating. So I'm very happy to be involved in programs where I feel like that message um, can be spread to as many people as possible through as many avenues as possible. Um, and um, when we hear really uh, great stories coming out of some of our programs, uh, it encourages me and motivates me. Um, I really also appreciate working with like-minded partners who have um, uh, similar visions and want to achieve the same goals. And there's a lot of energy um, and positive thinking. And we've seen that a lot with Sharon and, and her team and CGF and really appreciate that. Um, and also understanding that, you know, personal connections and, and working together is really, um, is really also motivating and feeling that we are working as a team towards a common objective is, is always inspiring for me. And just to, to echo what Christina said, I think um, so far it's been a beautiful marriage between um, the CGF team and, and um, GAIN, and it's been very in inspiring for me. Um, personally to work with experts such as, as Christina and the rest of the, the team at, uh, at GAIN um, and has really helped us to um, uh, expand our thinking. Um, so it's, it's been a, a wonderful, I would say, um, an inspiring uh, relationship. And that's always something that's really important for me is, is um, so much of what we do is, is based on relationships and, and working towards a, a common goal. And a, um, we have a similar way of um, thinking and then uh, it inspires me, I think, from a CGF um, point of view, I can see the power of the collective um, and how we can really impact at scale. 
Um, and if we can uh, move things and really get to implementation, the, the amount of people that we can reach with what we can do with the Consumer Goods Forum um, is really inspiring. And, and the same as Christina, when you hear stories of um, how you've maybe impact uh, somebody and their families and then a community, and, and that really uh, definitely makes, makes it all worthwhile. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much to both of you for taking the time to, to chat with me today. It's, it's really been wonderful to hear more about this very valuable work, which I didn't know a great deal about before. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. If you would like to find out more about the Consumer Goods Forum and the work of our health and wellness initiative, you can visit our website at www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the podcast for more episodes coming very soon. Thank you for listening and bye for now.